Yo. Yo. That was the Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And I'm Shane. Uh, <laughs> it's me. I am back. I am back, baby. For everybody who is listening, do you get a general sense of anticipating what I will talk about? That's my curiosity. That is my curiosity. I've come up as an individual in this motherfucking lifetime as what could be categorized as a, as a curious human being. Not, I wonder what penis tastes like. Not that curious. No. <laughs> um, just general curiosity. Like I like to inspect. I like to observe things. I want to know why things work the way that they do. I want to know how people's mind frames when they create. That's just the type of guy that I am. As I've gotten older, I've learned to focus that scattered general quality of curiosity and laser beam it into particular things. And right now, my nigga, I'm motherfucking Cyclops and the X-Men, and I don't have my goggles to hold back the red beams from shooting out of my pupils. And I am laser beam focused on a curiosity. Do you anticipate what I'm going to talk about? This is all for my ego, right? Um, <laughs> Holy moly. That would be probably one of the most interesting things that I think people have to navigate when success smacks them in their fucking butt. When, when they, they're praying, they're begging, they're working, they're grinding, they're manifesting, they're talking about it, they're motivating themselves... They getting up early five in the motherfucking morning because somebody on YouTube told them if you wake up at five in the morning, that's a habit of a billionaire. They doing it all. And success eventually comes and tickles them in the ass crack. Hello. Hello. And that probably is one of the most interesting things that you have to navigate when success comes. Like, Not the entirety of the ego. The ego is so necessary. You need ego. Ego allows people to do things, I think, to surpass, in some situations, to surpass your actual ability. To push yourself past known potential, actualized potential, and reach those new things. Go to those new barriers. Push yourself to the motherfucking limit. That's why I think ego is so important. You need to be overconfident sometimes. You need to have swagger. You need to be in the motherfucking zone. You need to know without seeing in the visual sense. You need to see without seeing. You need to know before it happens. So ego is extremely important. But an aspect of ego that I'm very curious about. It's like thinking about what people think about them. You know? I'm an extremely confident individual. I don't know what it... <laughs> Is that like a genetic trait? Is that a genetic trait? I, I listen to smart people you know, throughout my life. Not just people on the internet. That's not actually listening to the smart person. That is listening to a cell phone. If it happened on the internet, it didn't happen. I'm talking about people I interacted with that you know, I was face to face with. And I was like, yo, this is a smart fucking individual. And I've heard them say things. This group of people that I, I qualify as intelligent in my brain. I've heard them say things that 
I've kind of expanded upon. Like, I remember this one guy who I really respect his mind as a person. He's a piece of shit, but he's a really brilliant guy. And I, I try to be unbiased as it pertains to like intellect. And he was saying, you know, it's a talent to know what you're good at. Hard work is a talent. He would say stuff like that. And I would think about that. I'm like, man, when I was growing up, I used to think about talents like I could play the guitar without really even fucking trying. The instrument just like my brain works like that. I really didn't even have to do too much. Didn't really have to do too much. <laughs> you know, I've always been a, a talker. I could talk. I could talk my ass off. I'm a, I'm a pretty good writer as well. Pretty fucking good writer. You know, if I put the pen to the paper or if I type something down, um, pretty good with that. But when, you know, he said that, I really started to think about that. I was like, that's true, man. Talents aren't always these like expressible abilities. Maybe they're qualities that allow somebody to reach success. Like being a hard worker, I think, is a talent. Knowing what the fuck you're good at. Talent. Where am I going with this? No. <laughs> no I was just thinking about that shit, man, because I'm like... When success comes and slaps you in the ass, that aspect of the ego, like what do people think about me? I think I have a talent of confidence. I think I'm, ta I'm like confidence in my mind, I think is a talent because it has carried me past, you know, what is evident in the circumstance. And uh, I'm grateful for that talent because it's not something I have to try to turn on. It just regenerates. Like, I could go through a day of horrible embarrassment and get crushed by what life has in store for every human being because we are emotional creatures. Life is motherfucking humiliating. People are trying to attack you at every fucking waking moment. Adults bully more than children. That's what motherfucking life is. Get with it or quit. Or quit or be weak. You know what I'm saying? Adapt, figure it out, accept it, grow. Move the fuck on or don't. But I could go through a day like that and it's like it just naturally I just fucking become almost more confident. It's fucking crazy. Like I don't know why that shit happened. I don't know why that shit happened. I mean, there's evidence behind it as well. You know, getting outside of the ego, getting outside of, you know, thinking about other people. Because I always anticipate people think good things about me. I always do. Um, I always do. I don't know why. It actually takes me a while sometimes to interpret when somebody's giving me like a slight. When I'm having an interaction. Like I remember this one time, like I'm, I'm chilling with the cigarettes right now. But a symptom of smoking a lot of cigarettes, you can have some ass breath. If you smoking cigarettes on a motherfucking regular, you can have some motherfucking ass breath. And I was chilling with a friend and they just gave me like the subliminal. And it wasn't that I didn't catch the subliminal that I had as breath. It's just I can't imagine these things about myself. You know, I walk around <laughs> such a sense of confidence. I think my, my breath smells like honey. You know what I mean? But um, beside that, there are measurable things that also make up my level of confidence. I observe. I witness my capabilities. I understand what I can bring to the motherfucking table, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't it sweet when you realize you have something to offer? 
It is sweet, man. Sweet like honey. I said honey twice, motherfucker. Um, well, I said honey now four times. Anyway, um, yeah, man. That's a beautiful realization. Um, what, do, what do I have to fucking offer? I think what I have to offer is like a unique viewpoint. How does that happen, though? Is that like... I think, once again, that's talent. Talent is an incredible thing, man. You pair that with hard work and amazing things can happen in your life. But when you get to identify all of your gifts, all of your talents, the things that are natural to you, that you recognize when you get down a certain path in this lifetime, something happens. It feels like destiny. I am gifted in many ways, but there have been things that I've focused my energy on and it feels like all that comes up is objection. Not in the sense of like progress and then having to go through hurdles, but like not even starting the race, not finding the path to get me on the place where I'm supposed to start running. That type of objection, like a mundane purgatory. And something about that intuitively like informed me, even though I was good at what I was getting at in the past, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And then you keep on looking. You keep on looking. You don't give up because we're not bitches, man. And you find something that it feels like almost everything is falling into place. And it's surreal at first. It is surreal. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not experienced this yet, keep on motherfucking looking. We're going to get on the motivation tip. We're going to get on the motivation tip. Maybe I have a talent in the form of confidence. Like I can go out tomorrow and it could be raining. And I wore the wrong shoes and I slip and I smack my fucking face on the ground in front of a group of supermodels. And the next day, I'm still going to feel like I'm the shit. That's just my personality. That might emotionally scar somebody else. So what we're going to do right now, like great businessmen do, we are going to outsource something that is not natural to you. And you're going to bring that over to me. And I'm going to give you the gift of confidence. This is motivation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've not experienced it yet, continue on your search. If you've not experienced feeling like the motherfucking cosmos is by your side, guiding you, telling you you have found what you are supposed to be doing. If you, you haven't had that feeling, keep on going. You got to keep on going. You will find it. I'm a, I'm a big believer that everybody has a purpose, that everybody has a destiny. And fate is for those who fail to find their destiny. Fate, that idea that things are locked in, that you have a life path, that you go to some fucking gypsy and she reads your palm and she tells you you're going to die at 29 years old. That bullshit. That's real. But that's because you haven't found your destiny because you're not looking for it. You're not following your heart. You're not following your gut. You're listening to the motherfucking cell phone. You're listening to God knows who. But you're not listening. You're not, you haven't found a fire. Sometimes the best way to find fire in yourself is to find it in someone else. This is my fire. I'm telling you, I have a talent with confidence. I am promising you. That if you fucking keep going, you will find what you're looking for. I do it myself. I, I do it in, in, in ways that, um, you know, you got to, when you do anything, artistically, creatively, create, creatively, creatively, um, when you do anything in this life, you have to look for inspiration externally as well. 
it would be foolish for you to just look inside and for what I do and what I'm into, not necessarily just a podcast thing, but you know, I'm a musician. I'm great at sales. I like to talk to you on the motherfucking podcast. Just a couple of things that I'm into. You know, I'm not going to get too X-rated ladies, <laughs> um, but I have many talents. And one of those in particular, when I look at sales, I study people who got G-A-M-E, people who gangsters. I said it before, gangsters don't always come to you in the form of a dude with a bandana or a mob guy with a, with a tie and a fucking Tommy gun. That's not always the fucking way that a gangster is going to form. There's different types of gangsters. When you go to a fucking coffee shop and it's owned and the owner is out there in the fucking... When it's owned, you hear me? Uh, when you go to <laughs> a small business coffee shop, a boutique, and you go there and the barista is the owner and they're doing that shit where they do the cream on the top of the coffee, that art shit, that's gangster. That is gangster. That's somebody who started off doing that gay ass shit <laughs> and said, I'm not going to stop. I know I have a gift. I'm going to expand this past where people see my limitations. That was a guy that was probably working in Starbucks 10 years, 15 years ago and was doing that shit and had family members, had friends, had people around them laughing at him because he was saying, I'm going to turn this into a million dollars. And that motherfucker kept on going. And he did. And that's the potential for everybody. That's everybody's potential. You got to study others. You got to look at their fire. Me, per se, I look at gangsters, man. That that dude's a gangster. Uh, who, who's a gangster that I saw? I saw... Um, I, I was telling you guys last episode, I like watching late night television. I don't watch Stephen Colbert, per se, just because I'm like... Different place, different time in my life. I, I grew up watching late night TV. But I was watching um, Stephen, a clip of Stephen Colbert on YouTube. And he had a guest, a guy named John Stewart. If you're familiar with John Stewart, he was the original host of The Daily Show that was taken over by Trevor Noah, very intelligent young man. He's a gangster, you know what I'm saying? Um, but John Stewart's game is so tight, son. Like, it was crazy. He had his take on what happened with the Kanye Kyrie situation. And great minds think alike, ladies and gentlemen. They, they have this saying, which I like to shit on sayings. I feel like sayings are so limited. Philosophically, I believe everything is and it is not at the same goddamn time. So if you find a truth, just wait. Sit on that motherfucking truth. Something will happen in your life that proves that truth wrong. And then when you find it wrong and it's a falsity... Just sit on that motherfucking falsity, that same goddamn thing you find, and eventually it'll become true again. That's how life works. Kind of the situation I'm talking about right now. Kind of the situation I'm talking about right now. I don't like when people say silly statements like there's nothing new under the sun, but today it was true. My last episode, I was talking about my perception, how I looked at the situation with Dave Chappelle on SNL talking about this whole issue that's happening, the brewing race war, the Star Wars between celebrities and that trickling down like Ronald Reagan's goddamn horrible fucking demonic <laughs> plan, trickle down theory, is trickling down to us regular people. The issue between black celebrities and Jewish executives, I guess. And um, 
I was watching John Stewart kind of, he had a very similar, different, he's a Jewish guy, but he had a different take on it. But it was the, the overview, the, you know, if you look at the macro of it, very similar to what I was saying, man. It's like focus on the correct things, understand solution is more important than how you get there. I like to drink this this tea. It is um, echinacea tea. Elderberry and echinacea. And uh, the tea, the brand is Yogi. And I love it because when you open up the tea, as therapeutic as tea can be, beside the fact that you get to drink that hot, delicious motherfucking tea, how many times could I say tea? There is on the end of where you dip the tea bag, you know, like when you dip in your balls in your girl's mouth, bloop, bloop. Um, on the end of that, it's a little square and it has a quote on there. And uh, my tea one time said, stuck with me. It was saying that there are many ways to get to the place you're going. You know, and that's all it said. There's many ways to get to the place that you want to get. And I finished the motherfucking quote. It doesn't matter how you get there. Doesn't matter how you get there. I think people get clouded with that. I'm bringing that up to kind of break down how I took John Stewart's thing. I feel like we were saying the same goddamn thing. Focus on what you're supposed to be focusing on. Solutions. Mending relationships. Not beefing. That causes problems. On the macro level, it is this spectacle where media, uh, media news outlets get to make a whole bunch of money getting clicks off of it. On the micro level just causing harm to people who are in regular business interactions that may be black and may be Jewish. And it's unnecessary. We are American. And John Stewart came from a perspective of a Jewish guy, but, you know, he made some jokes I thought were fucking hilarious that kind of made light of the situation. He talked about the seriousness of what Kanye West did and then kind of made light of Kyrie's situation because it, it's kind of obvious that it was a naive mistake. You know, he said something that hit my motherfucking heart. And I thought it was really funny. John Stewart says, <laughs> he said, um, he was like, if you really want to punish Kyrie, send him to the Knicks. <laughs> he was like, anti-Semitic, perhaps, but he could create his own shot. And as a Knicks fan, I felt you, bro. I felt you on that one. That's funny. That was funny. Um, but yeah, no, it really is. I would just recommend anybody go watch that clip because I felt like it was the correct take. It was the correct take. It's not about this condemning and slapping people on the wrist and putting people on timeout. It's about opportunity to have a conversation like adults. And that mutual respect between communities allows for education. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, now leave it the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is done. You know, studying gangsters, man. People who are... It, it, I, I'm not... It's funny because it's the irony of the situation. Um, I'm not calling the Jews gangsters. What I'm saying is uh, people who are great at what they do. That's why I brought up the situation of the guy who's the barista who matured into owning a coffee shop. But then, you know, he still was at the front lines of the motherfucking battle pouring coffee. That's gangster. To me, that's what a gangster is. People who are great at what they do and can execute. And um, 
Yeah. Studying gangsters, you know. I think about that sometimes. And I, I learned, relearned life through the lens of sales. I relearned it because you, you get to understand psychological tendencies. You get to understand um, what people are actually expressing, not what it appears to be. I'm not talking about subliminals. I'm talking about how we can misconstrue another person's expression because we are reacting instead of listening. Reaction instead of listening can be very dangerous. If you listen sometimes, you know, I'll put it in the context of sales. I might tell somebody, like, listen, we talked about this. You understand that this is the best thing to do for your future, right? Yes. You understand that if you don't do this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G are the consequences, correct? Yes. So let's do this. And that person will go, ah, but it's expensive. And this is right there is a moment that if a person is not experienced as a good salesman, if they're not gangster, they'll misconstrue that. They'll misconstrue the person sucking their teeth and going, this is going to hurt. It's expensive. I don't like this. They'll take that as an objection when that person is just complaining. The person is just complaining. Leave it alone. You don't address things that are not objections. An objection is, no, I don't want to do this. Not, but it's expensive, but it hurts. You don't address that. You don't address it. You leave it the fuck alone. And then it goes away. That's a lesson for anybody who understands what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, man. A life. Life. Yeah, man. I'm just getting over a little fucking cold. That's what I was telling you. I was drinking on that goddamn tea. And it reminded me that I love tea. I love tea. I think in the Middle East, I saw some documentary one time of people were consuming so much fucking tea that they were getting mouth cancer. And I was like, oh, once again, a saying that I don't like to believe. Uh, but that time it was true. And the saying is too much of a good thing can be bad. Um. And I would say that if I sat on that truth for long enough, I would start to recognize that if I got head anytime I goddamn wanted to, that would never be bad. That would never be bad. So it would become a falsity. You get the motherfucking point, baby. You just got to wait. Um, <laughs> I derived that kind of understanding of everything is true and everything is not true. I, I watch shit that is not related to anything that I actually do. Because once again, I respect gangsters in every motherfucking field, in every craft, in every industry. I just like good game. I like good game. And um, I was watching Inside the Actors Studio. And this episode had some heavy motherfucking hitters. This episode had Shia LaBeouf, incredible actor. Incredible Actor, Shia LaBeouf is the outlier in the motherfucking graph. He is the outlier. The statistician is pulling his motherfucking hair out trying to figure out how this guy exists. Because every other child star is on drugs and a lunatic. And yeah, Shia LaBeouf had his moments. But God damn it, he turned some motherfucking coal into gold. He turned that weird ass childhood that all these motherfucking Hollywood kids have into 
you know what I'm saying? An existence as one of the great thespians to live right now. He's an incredible actor. He's incredible. <laughs> this round table with him. I believe Jim Carrey was there as well. I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey. Uh, people who are talentless and bitter in life, they like to shit on Jim Carrey because he's abundant with talent. Um, but, you know, I think from an artist's perspective, I could look at that guy and be like, God damn, he got it. He got it. Uh, Don Cheadle. Who doesn't like goddamn Don Cheadle? He is excellent at what he does. Um, and then the guy I'm talking about, Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks had this quote. You know, they were they were they gave one of those like fucking stupid ass interview hypothetical questions. I'm not gonna call it stupid because that's how I think. I think in dumb hypotheticals. But she was like, you know, if you could go back to your past and give advice to a younger you, what advice would you give to yourself? And he said something to the effect that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Did anybody get goosebumps already? You know what I'm saying? You feel like a preacher's about to come onto the motherfucking stage and take money out your pocket. God damn it, you about to be right, man. You about to be goddamn right. He said that. I was like, hmm, intriguing. Intriguing. You know, he spoke biblically. You know what I'm saying? That was that was interesting. And he explained it. He broke it down. And he says, if you think you have figured it out and you know everything, and you, you're in pure understanding and you're ready to take over the goddamn world and you're the highest that you've ever been, understand, just wait. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. And if you think that you're at your lowest and you're at your rock bottom and nothing ever is going to work out and you fucked up and you've made all the mistakes, just understand, keep waiting. This too shall pass. And if you think that you are in the twilight of your fucking life, and it's time for you to relax and everything is settled and you're the wise elder statesman. Understand this too shall pass. And what the point of what he was trying to explain there. The point is you never done learning and you also never write. This life is a constant battle with adaptation and evolution. They say where I come from. I grew up in Harlem. If you go to Harlem and you randomly walked around and started pulling up people on their right or left sleeve. If you could survive that action of pulling, going up to a whole bunch of guys, athletic men, and pulling up their shirt sleeve, if you don't get killed, what you will see eventually is a lot of similar tattoos. It's going to be a basketball with a knife through the ball, and it's going to say only the strong survive. Everybody had that motherfucking tattoo. <laughs> Everybody had that tattoo. But that's not what he was talking about. He, was, he wasn't talking about only the strong survive. And I kind of lean into what he was saying. It's the adaptability quotient. How adaptable are you? Be like water. Bruce motherfucking Lee would actually get his ass whooped in a real MMA fight. Do you understand what I'm talking about? No. Um, <laughs> Bruce Lee was a gangster. He tricked us all into thinking that you know, his 5'1", 103-pound ass would you know, murder everybody on the planet. And now in 2022, we look at that like, yo, he was incredible. He was an incredible actor. He was incredible in the, in the martial arts, you know, leaning more toward the arts uh, <laughs> aspect of it. But, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Put that man in the cage with Francis Ngannou and see what happens. It's not going to be nice. It's going to be a lot of sound effects before a, a death, <laughs> before mortality. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, man. I just be talking shit, man. I just be talking shit, man. The lesson of this episode, for anybody who is trying to extract lessons once again, that's what I do. I like to believe the law of attraction is real. I think like minds are attracted to me always. And so me being an individual that regardless of where that information, that flame that I'm trying to add to my flame or get inspired from somebody else's fire, you know, that concept, that lifestyle of looking at the greatness in every other individual, I would ask that you would do that here. And this is, I'm going to break down what the lesson of today is. The lesson of today is, you know what I'm saying? To leave it the motherfucker alone. No, um, no, <laughs> no, the lesson here is to look at everybody's gangster and study that shit. Study that shit. Going back to that individual who is not named that I ran into in my lifetime that gave me a piece of information that has changed my life radically. Knowing what you're good at is a talent. Develop that skill set, even if it's not your talent. I'm an individual that just claimed my talent is confidence. You might not be a confident individual. Doesn't mean you can't develop confidence. Doesn't mean I can't develop an analyzation of what I'm good at. Same with you. Same with you. Once you understand your skill set, understand your weaknesses and study people who are good at what they fucking do. It illuminates shit, man. It fucking makes shit very clear. You know, I could look at LeBron also. This is, you know, just a spoon of reality with that motherfucking dream I just sold you. I could look at LeBron for 19 hours a day. I'm never going to dunk a basketball. I'm five foot 11, 210 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. It's not in my cards. If the lady threw down tarot cards, she would. the last card that she would throw down would be a, a busted ankle. Let's just be fucking honest. But what I'm saying is you can extract people's fire. You can extract inspiration from seeing people who are great at what they're great at. Everybody has that. Everybody has something. Gotta look for it. Gotta fucking look for it. I've been talking for goddamn long enough, haven't I? Would you agree? I think we're gonna call that a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, for anybody who's a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, I wanna thank you sincerely. I'd lead with gratitude. That's what I lead with. I don't know about you, but I know about us. That's the only way we know how to rock. Until motherfucking next time.